That's so funny. There we go. Hey. Should, we, should we, we should call this podcast Never Ending Tech Issues? you are a champion by the way everyone give it up for grace mccarrick podcast mvp she does all the work on the back end of this podcast to make this thing a reality meaning like the branding the publishing the editing like all of it i do nothing i just show up and shoot some shit so thank you Grace. you (laughs) really pull off some stunts with my wi-fi issues all over the world thank you thank you i am very grateful for your acknowledgement but it's 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 low lift this is what i need what i needed was the person who'd come in and shoots the shit um okay we were so this is going to be a little bit less formed than usual um blah 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 we're gonna talk about interesting stuff today we're gonna talk about really interesting stuff which is ourselves who cares Uh, yes it's not structured because we didn't know what we wanted to talk about today and so we were having a great conversation about what's creating you know I actually wouldn't even say it's creating stress in our businesses but the growth that we're meeting that we're like showing up for right like what we're working on it's interesting stuff yeah do you want to put that in a more like professional framing I'll listen no I don't (laughs) (laughs) I want to leave it like that I just want to keep um, talking about what we were talking about, which was like our LinkedIn So we were just talking strategies. about, I was telling Rachel <laughs> that I really like her content strategy on LinkedIn, which is um, she's been playing with carousels, doing really consistent content. Um, and she was telling me how that's working, how the engagement's working for her. Yo, it's working. But I was also telling you that I'm gonna take the laziest route possible and just keep posting selfies because my face is abundantly available to me and requires no <laughs> barely any effort to get a still shot of onto LinkedIn and Grace was like telling me how her TikTok coach who sounds brilliant no was... this is different I have a TikTok coach oh. and I have a branding strategy oh you have a LinkedIn person too are they LinkedIn mm-hmm. specific wow okay so that she's person LinkedIn specific. Okay, so she's a real expert. And she was telling you that the best performing posts or highest impressions on LinkedIn come from still image plus text. Still image of yourself. But not a selfie. Not a, but not a selfie. And I said, too effing bad, all I'm available for is <laughs> I'm not asking people to take my photo out in public. I'm not going to be like, excuse me. I need a photo for my LinkedIn. Could you get me after my surf lesson? <laughs> Could you get me at this coffee shop? No, I'm not doing that. And I'm also not doing any of those yeah. big, like, produced photo shoots that coaches do. I'm just not. So this is a great point where, like, I am just – there are things that are best practice that I am not available for in my business because if I tried to lean too hard into best practice to optimize the absolute maximum available, I would maybe not burn myself out but like piss myself off <laughs> and I would lean out of that into activity completely and so I just know where my threshold is and I'm not doing that I'm just gonna post selfies. I but I really think that like what ultimately is successful is what is some combination of like best practices plus your unique version of what works for you and that is partially determined by like just what feels good like people underestimate the power of what their intuition leads them to right? Like what excites you? Or even if it's not necessarily, maybe it's exciting, but also activating or frustrating or whatever. Cause that's how I feel just to bring everybody in, like on my process, like being on LinkedIn and building a brand and putting more intention and effort into my marketing is a super big edge for me because I've had so many different 
pieces of like frustration and resistance and distaste for the whole world and like what it's about. And, um, but I was really hooked on it. Like my brain wouldn't stop thinking about it. And there was just a lot of heat and a lot of energy around it. And so it wasn't that I was like necessarily like happy, excited to focus on LinkedIn or marketing, but there was definitely energy there. And I felt that pull and that's why I've chosen to invest in it recently. Mm. So thank you for noticing Grace. It feels really good. It's really, I mean, it's really, I think it's so cool to see To me, it's so noticeable when you watch someone start. And listen, this is the vulnerable stuff. Like I started posting on LinkedIn um, 10 months ago, maybe almost a year ago. And I was self-conscious every single fucking time. Mm. And I'm probably less so now, but I'll, I'll do, like I did one today. I did a, um, a repost of a TikTok video I did. And it's very like TikTok tone. It's very not mm-hmm. LinkedIn tone. And I was like, oh, I feel like people are going to look at this and cringe. But um, the if you push past that, I think we've talked about this a lot. Like if you push past that, the amount of inbound I get for my fucking LinkedIn videos is insane. The amount of like solid, you know, email to contract sign inbound that I get from these things. Whereas I've been doing like cold outreach and stuff like that. The amount of inbound I get from these things is insane. And so you start to, you start to feel, you're like, you know, all that self-consciousness, mm. you just push past it. Mm. Starting is vulnerable. That's a really clutch yeah. saying. Um, I also want to just call out that you have been doing this for 10 months consistently. I think that you are, uh, consistently, would you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. you, uh, blips here and there, but for the most part. Sure. Blips don't count. I think you are someone who's exceptional at, um, choosing a strategy and following through and allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and to not need immediate payoff. Like, I think that's one of your gifts is that you don't Mm -hmm. expect immediate payoff. And something you said just there was so interesting because you're like, oh yeah, 10 months in, I'm less uncomfortable or less vulnerable, but not like super stoked. Right. Yeah. And you're still showing up and you still do it. And you know, that's just empowering on two levels. One, because it's refreshing to hear a story where someone is 10 months in and it's like still a little bit uncomfortable and it doesn't mean you don't do it. And two, because um, I think that was, I think that was the second point I was trying to make that you still do it, <laughs> that you do it in spite of that fact. Thank you for saying that. I think that I've really come to, I really had to like come to Jesus this year as, as, they, as the Catholics say, um, around whether I was building something that I was prepared to be building for the next 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, and whether like, you know, my, the, when you're building something and you're trying different things and like, it all just stretches out so much longer than you think it's going to. Oh yeah. And I really had to, you know, I, I, in September, I turned 33 I was um, then a year sort of unofficially at that point working on the business. Um, I didn't officially start till January of last year. And then, um, you know, I had a lot of other personal life stuff going on. And I was just like, do I want to fucking do this for the next 10 years? You know, do, you know, and I ultimately decided yes, but it's not, it's not easy. And it's not easy. You know, I think in more corporate jobs, like you strap yourself in for shorter times you know when you have like a more structured 
role. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, then I'll do two years of this. And then I'll sort of get to the next level. Like my next level, in some ways, my next level is every month, but in some ways my next level might not be for another four years. But I still like that framing, like what I'm doing today is for 10 years from today. And it doesn't matter if yeah. you're going to change roles seven times because you work in corporate or startups. Like still what you're doing is for you 10 years from now. And it's a long game. Like everything we're doing is actually ultimately a long game for our health, for our work and careers, for like our relationships, the ones that we're investing in, right? Like that's a great time scale to be thinking on. And um, it's just important that you don't, get too attached or at least for me it's important that I don't get too attached to wanting that 10-year outcome today but to instead feeling feeling like in 10 years time I will be so grateful that I am so proud that I can look back on like the commitment that I had back then and it really paid off right like thank god she showed up it's not easy Mm -hmm. it's not easy there's so many mornings I wake up and I'm like I feel like a like um like, I want to jump out of my skin. Like, I'm like, I'm so mm. far from where I want to be. You yeah. know, that's how actually I, I have my, my deck right here. So I, if anyone's listening to this and knows me, you know, I love tarot. Um, you wait, you say you were going to say, well, this is the card I pulled for myself the entirety of last year. Um, and it's like a joke I have with myself now. Um, because it is so anti- like it's so counterintuitive to my normal way of being. Um, but I really think I've picked it up a bit. Uh, I'm going to have you pull me a card before the end of this call. Oh, this recording. Hell yeah. I've actually wanted to pull cards a little bit more. Um, this one. What does it say? Oh, <laughs> slow so down. The, the, yeah the concept of the hanged man and I love this deck because it's not um I always say this deck is like uh, this deck is is lighter um more approachable more positive than sort of a standard tarot deck so the the illustrations are more modern to begin with but the hanged man this is an aerial yoga pose it's supposed to like a hanged man which Mm -hmm. which shows up in the other tarot and the concept is really like surrender Mm -hmm. get yourself into a different position Yep. see the world from a different perspective and understand mm-hmm. that that thing that you're holding on to so fucking tightly may not be the thing it, it, it doesn't need it doesn't need to turn out that way that doesn't mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the best path mm-hmm. so like let yeah. go for a second yeah um, yeah yeah and well yeah and like that particular thing where you said wake you up in the morning and be like I'm not where I want to be yet like that's forever that's a forever feeling until you get to maybe the end of your life and you're retired and you're like shit I have nothing left to look forward to and you're gonna be like I miss yeah. that feeling <laughs> of anticipation yeah. and wanting and yearning like that's a reframe I use frequently in my business um because you know anyone is kind of trying to rush ahead to the outcome to the goal to the successful like you know round or selling their company or whatever it is and honestly we will miss the the highs and the lows of the building process or the striving process the journey it is what makes life rich and exciting so if you think when Mm. you are retiring I mean seriously just step into the shoes of a retire a retired person shout out John I think John still does a lot like he's (laughs) he's active and awesome I feel like he's entertaining himself like 15,000 
headphones on LinkedIn. John is. I've just he's John he's busy, <laughs> but I've been thinking yeah. about because he, well he's retired, so he comes to mind, or his headlines retired anyway. Um, but it's like a lot of people who retire, they find themselves sort of twiddling their thumbs and suddenly appreciating their work a whole lot more than they ever did while they were doing it. Um, you know, my dad is an example. He's actually he's he's kind of going through some stuff with that, but um. All this to say, like, that could be a really useful tool for when you're feeling like you're not where you want to be and this moment sucks. It's like, picture yourself retired in, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. Imagine the boredom setting in. Imagine having all the challenges of your career behind you and wishing you could do some of that again, wishing you could have that adrenaline and that excitement and that, like, you know, grist for the mill, um, things that you needed to. I love that reframe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to think on that. The other thing I wanted to to pull out that you talked about was like how it's not how 10 months in I'm, I'm less self-conscious, but I'm not like stoked to be so posting on social media. And I mentioned, I have two coaches. Um, that kind of stuff has been really helpful to me. And there was a point where I couldn't afford it to invest in my business. Right. But with, with a little bit more like financial room, investing in people who really care about this particular thing and that's their thing and they take it super seriously and they live in that world and they like eat sleep and breathe in that world that something I'm never gonna do it is so it's such an energy boost Mm. like every call I've gotten off with either of these women I'm like oh my god I feel inspired I feel excited it makes such a difference. Yes. Dude, being in that being in that space with your coach who you've paid to help you with a certain thing instantly, instantly connects you to the possibility of whatever it is that you're wanting to have that you don't currently have, right? Like, and yeah. it makes you feel less of a gap. It makes you feel like you are actively closing the gap. Yes. 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 One thousand percent. So I had a um, certitude. Say it again. There's that sort of like certitude that can come like, okay, I've done, I'm invested. I'm like on my way. It's happening. Right. We were like, we're like in the car on the way to the airport. Totally. You're going. Yes. You're right. going. I had a stylist, um, an energy healer stylist. I think I did two years ago that she had, I mean, she had a very life-changing effect on me, but really mm-hmm. similar. Um just like going from the person you are to the person you want to be. Yes. And there's something about coaches of all sorts, right? Like one of these, I don't know that either of these women would describe themselves as coaches necessarily, but like the strategists, the, the people who come to help you like hold your hand and take you through, you know, a two month process. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rachel's of the world magical people thank you very much but you can also practice this on your own right like you can imagine like there's a reason that you're working towards what you're working towards I imagine it's because you can imagine what it would feel like what it would be like and it's a really powerful exercise to just spend some time with daily right you might wake up in that space of like holy shit I'm not there yet um and your job is just to come out of that and to sort of pretend you are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and to get, you know, re-excited by the possibility, whether you have a coach helping you with that or not, you know, it's one of the most useful tools we humans have inside our little brains, the ability to visualize and imagine. It really mm-hmm. helps you, really helps you to stay, stay the course and start bringing things to life. So do you use that 
so I've been doing a little bit of that pre meetings that otherwise might make me feel a little bit challenged. Oh yeah. So I've, I've been putting myself, I've been putting a different facade or I've been like visualizing myself into some, something a little bit more future. Do you yes. do that? Hell yeah. Yes. I and my clients I'll tell you do a lot of that. We do a lot. I do a lot. I guide my clients to these exercises all the time with like everything, every single thing under the sun that they are doing that is even the tiniest bit challenging. We start to create a new way of being around it by practicing it. And it's a collaboration where I start to ask them, you know, what they would feel like in that moment if they felt the way they ideally felt. And um, I then can kind of like speak life into that and give it, you know, more color and texture and description and start to like craft a visualization in real time. But when it's just me, I mean, I guess I have a good imagination and it's something I practice a lot. I can just kind of sit back and close my eyes and ask myself, how do I want to feel instead? And it's almost like there is, like Grace, you said, putting it on. Like I can feel like there's this sort of like hologram version of myself over here in front of me and I can just kind of like step in to her and it's like wearing another skin or something, like gaining these like superpowers of confidence and sparkle and wit and you know whatever it is that I may want to bring to the table um it's visceral it's a visceral exercise yeah I'm still working on mine mine's not like a fully the, the coat isn't finished yet really we've got like one sleeve off whatever it is but but fractions are good fractional is good <laughs> mine is mine is a sense of like calmness and groundedness And it shows up in my voice drops a little bit. My tone goes a little bit slower. My voice drops, I would say, this is my natural speaking voice, but it drops from like, if I'm nervous, like I'll kind of get up here and I'll talk like this. I'll be like, hello, how are you? Like I'll (laughs) live there. So we don't, I doesn't live there. You know what I mean? It sort of drops like my cadence drops. Um, And, and that also comes with like, there's like an expansive energy. So I feel very, um, I feel very open to what, like I feel resilient and capable and like open to sort of whatever people are throwing at me. I have a like my sense of humor is really on it. All these things that when I'm nervous and when I'm insecure, I don't have access to. Wait, so Grace, you just described that state very well right? Like you've, you did an impression, like your voice drops, your humor is on point. Like there's a posture to it. You just described it in perfect detail. You're telling me you can't snap into that feeling anytime. I'm getting better at it. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's really, it's, it's dependent on, this is so annoying. I hate when people say shit like this, but if I did my Pilates workout, whatever even if it's Mm. nine minutes and if I did a meditation I have so much greater access to that if I don't Mm. it's like it's like trudging through mud I can do it but it's going to be like hard to hold on to well here's why because you're regulating yourself through Pilates and meditation so you are coming to a state of neutrality where you can then build upon it and create that state of good feeling and confidence and you know, the humor being on point and all of it. It's less accessible if you just try to dive into your workday or dive into a meeting and you're a little bit like worked up to begin with. Like maybe you've been in your email or you've just seen something like, 
you know, an unexpected withdrawal from your bank account, right? Like you got to course correct when that's the situation you've been in and use your tools, use your body to bring yourself back to neutral. So, I mean, that's not cliche or cheesy or anything. That's just that, that, that works. That's what's effective. It's, it's not, I don't wake up every morning, like dying to do it though. Some, some mornings I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It brings me to like, to, to something that's underlined, I'd say my entire year, which is this concept of, and I don't want to take away. I think other people have like insanely challenging jobs who aren't building things, but building something from you, from nothing else. And like waking up every day and like building and selling and marketing that thing takes so much life force that I have had to get so meticulous about how I manage my energy. Mm -hmm. I've had to get so careful about what I do otherwise to protect that life force that I need. Do you, you find does that, that resonate with you? If absolutely. And I mean, I could have used that same life force energy anytime I was in a job, it would have been equally useful, but I didn't feel like protecting it as much because there wasn't as distinct and vital a purpose yeah. as there is for doing it on your own, right? For me, I'm really um, motivated by that and I care a lot and it's exciting to build something. So is that true for you that you have that clear purpose and it makes it easier to protect your life force? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm just, it's, there's something, I'm in service of something bigger than myself. That's my mm. end goal here. You know, like I'm in service yep. of, of building something. It's just me right now. And so, you know, it's funny, like when it all feels very selfish, it all feels very self-centered. Like it's yeah. just me. I'm so protective of my energy. I'm mm -hmm. so protective of my time and it's all for like me, mm -hmm. but I know that it's not all for me ultimately like I know right. that the path I'm on is a bigger one yeah I just want to call out that like everyone is building something or could be could use that lens right like everyone can be driving towards something bigger than themselves everyone has you know everyone's building a, a lifetime of memories and personal stories right everyone's building a personal legacy um everyone's building if they choose a community a family right? And, and, uh, and constellation of relationships, um, a reputation, um, you know, like, uh, there's so many things you can be building that are larger than just you and your day to day, even if you are mm -hmm. not an owner or a founder or right, what have you. And that was actually an orientation that really helped me a few times when I was like, in a burnout state in previous jobs was reconnecting to the sense that I was doing it for something bigger. And actually it was steering towards having my own thing um, eventually. And I felt like everything I did there was shaping me and giving me lessons in order to do this. Um, but it doesn't have to be a company for you. It could be, it could be so many, so many things. I, I completely believe in that. I don't know if I had access to this life force while I was in other companies. I don't know if I had the motivation. Um, a different one. I was really like, I was really, I was someone who was overly invested in work. But this, I don't know if I had this, maybe. No, I definitely didn't either. <laughs> I definitely didn't either. I don't think I, know think I knew it existed. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, well, I, I think like I've experienced 
extreme motivation and drive. I've always had that. That's always been a resource. And I feel like you have that too, like a deep depth of drive and um, just ability to keep showing up and put in a lot of focus. But um, but there was just a, a different quality of care and excitement <laughs> to it. It was for different reasons. Yeah. It was about, it was about um, achievement primarily, you know, like getting wins that just because, and it was about, but it was also about personal growth. Like I think the reason that ambitious people are the way they are on the positive side is because they're interested in just meeting their own potential and seeing like what it is to inhabit this sort of like incredible, creative, um, unique, uh, individuated being that they are. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I guess it depends. You know, are you someone who's driven to work for yourself or not? Maybe those people who aren't can experience the same level of drive inside a position. I think, I absolutely think people can. I, mm. That's definitely not what I'm trying to get across. I absolutely think people can. I couldn't. Yeah. And that's how you know then. Like, same for me. That's how you know. It's not for you, ultimately. If you're, that's what I've always said, actually, Grace. Thank you for reminding me of this. Is like, if you are someone who has that level of drive and you know that and you haven't been feeling it for your role and you just don't think you can get it back, it's, it might be an indicator, you know, if you're already thinking mm -hmm. about doing something on your own, it might be an indicator that that is actually true for you. Yeah. Or it, I, I do agree with you. Like, I think that I actually found it easier to feel like I was in service of something bigger when I was in someone else's team. Oh, interesting. So that's what I was saying about like, this all feels very self-centered. Like I have to remind myself that it is this longer. It's not tomorrow. It is this 10 year thing. Like I am in service of something that will be something bigger down the road. But when I was in a team, I woke up every day feeling like I was a part when I was in a good team, I woke up every day feeling like I was a part of something bigger. Mm. Yeah. That was easy for me. Yeah. That's something there's... I really care about for culture too. That's a question. I always, I ask every single person who comes through my door for a program. Do you feel like you're a part of something bigger? Mm. yeah you get that sort of like group momentum you don't want to miss out on you need it you actually need it whenever you know did you ever read boys in the boat is that about the rowing team mm -hmm. i've not it's um it's about a rowing team it was like an underdog rowing team i think out of washington state um during world war ii and it was at a time where like rowing was such an elite sport. And so all the like elite East Coast schools had these great rowing teams. And this like, like, you know, Washington State team was like lumberjacks and people who'd been in mines, you know, coal mines, whatever. Like it was a really different type of people. And they ended up, they had this incredible coach. They ended up going to the World War II, the, uh, that year, the Olympics, um, they were it, the whole the whole thing's just so interesting but there's this one quote um that the coach said and he said it's not it's not whether you will hurt or how much it's what you will do and how well you will do it while pain has her wanton way with you <laughs> and to me that is always easier in a group he mm. was talking about 
what like what you can access while you're sitting in the boat with everyone and it's so physically painful like it's a it ends up being a quite a physically painful sport um but um to me that's always easier in community mm-hmm. is to like work through the pain mm-hmm. yeah it gives you this kind of like buoyancy it gives you energy right and it gives you motivation there's someone sitting next to you it's not just it's not just you it's like you and them and them and them we did this amazing I was at an authentic relating workshop in Bali last year and they do all kinds of exercises where you're relating to people on a deeper level than we typically do in you know coffee shop conversations or even work conversations so dropping into like what our experience of the moment is rather than like details about you know, our, our life or our education. And there was an exercise that we did that was very physical where we had to line up in two rows facing partners and we dropped down into these sumo squats. And um, I think actually sumo wrestlers do this or some, some athlete, maybe I'm just drawing sumo wrestler because the name of the squat, but there's some athletes that do this like every day as part of their morning routine. It's probably not sumo wrestlers. Anyway, we had to stare at each other and hold this sumo squat. And I had this most amazing like German man across from me with these like bright blue eyes and me and him were just like so locked in on each other and so focused and we could literally feel each other's like strength and we were both so committed and so dialed in. I had a really strong partner, like not just physically, but mentally, and I'm also mentally strong. And um, like we really, it felt like I had I was, I wouldn't, I I could have, I could have squatted all day. (laughs) I could have squatted all day. And there were a couple moments where we like broke into smiles or we were laughing and it was like this beautiful um, connected moment where I felt, you know, two times as strong physically as I actually am because we were doing it together. That was a really weird story. And I loved the ending. (laughs) It's a really weird visualization. It was awesome. Yeah, it was was just me and this German dude sumo squatting facing each other. I mean, can't you imagine? Like, you know, I need to have someone in my next power yoga class to plank next to me so I can get some other energy. I I used to do CrossFit, and I felt like that. Like sometimes you they'd stop the class and be like, "Right, everyone get on the rowers, and you're gonna sprint." Um, and that's very challenging. And but if someone really good was next to me, um. I don't, I mean, someone good who I like related to, who I was friendly with. (laughs) Not competing. I would, no, I wouldn't compete. I would move with them as a motivation Mm. to me, not for timing, but for feeling in sync together. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So moral of the story, have a good team. (laughs) Moral of the story, a good team. And a good and and I think we both help sort out stuff when you don't have a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, Grace is an expert on what creates team happiness, and I'm an expert on how to show up as a leader that's capable of doing that instead of being stuck in your own stuff. And I really don't think there's. I think there's exceptions. I really don't think there's like bad teams. I think that you can work through a lot mm-hmm. almost anything with people mm. if you hit the right buttons mm. yeah here here 
Um, that's like kind of a nice. Right. I don't even think we have a moral to the story here. I think we're we're yeah we're we're dialing down. Grace, what is the challenge that you're working through though in your business currently? I'm curious. I don't know if you mm. actually discussed that. So the branding, the branding work I'm doing, I'm doing like two different types of branding work. And, and really what I'm trying to do is get my messaging super succinct uh, and get really clear about what my succinct value proposition is and be specific in a way I have been really, really um, not wanting to be specific. <laughs> and there's so much there's so much that goes into it in terms of like, you know, like next week I'm going to go through and, and make notes on all my experience on my LinkedIn so that they add up to like a, uh, the story that makes sense mm -hmm. shit like that. And then there's also stuff like the kind of content I'm putting out and like the data I'm collecting from the clients and that I have right now and like what I'm doing with that. And, um, so that's a lot. So none of that comes easily to me yeah you especially the aesthetic part of it none of it comes easily to me it takes so much brain work for me and so it's just like chewing through a lot that's what I'm working on right now what about you cool, cool. yeah similar um I've been pivoting to to working with a slightly different type of person than I had previously not very different but slightly different and so I'm just learning how to speak to that person and I'm also kind of swirling a lot of ideas around in my mind about what matters and how to communicate it and you know specific and succinct is sexy and I have a lot of resistance to it too because I just feel like who I am cannot be articulated and in a way like who I am is also what I do so yeah just battling with my inner resistance to that but showing up consistently and letting it emerge from that I think that's a really good, I will say in light of all this branding stuff and getting really succinct and whatever, I started this about, uh, about a month ago ish and really didn't start the work till like two, three weeks ago. Pr prior to that, I had an inbound come in. That's going to be a really cool project for me that someone said exactly what I would have said if I was trying to get really succinct and, and said, I'm looking to optimize my leadership team's performance. Can you help with that? And so to your point, it gets across. If you can show up and be yourself, yeah, at least that's what, that's what I'm, I'm experiencing. If you can show up and be yourself and show what you're doing. For me, it's easier to show than to tell. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to get that message. Yes. And so this stuff, while it makes things nice and clean and it's good branding housekeeping and it's good for scale, it's not live or die. And I keep trying to remind myself of that. So maybe you can that. remember that too. I love that. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> All right, Rach. Good one. Pleasure talking to you. All right, you too. Goodbye, right. everyone. Have a great week, everybody.